Welcome to this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm Season 5, Episode 9, your deep dive into anything and everything related to Yellow Jacket Athletics. He's the Big Sound, Matt Johnson. I am John Garver, and uh, December December is it, here. It is. The snow. It is. Is not. Coming. Well, it comes and goes. <laughs> As it turns out, we've had a dusting. Yeah. So it's a... It's a the it's dusting been, is it's still... It's been an uncharacteristic December. It's like, it's like powdered sugar right now. Okay. Yeah, kind of out there. It's, it just sort of comes and it goes, and mm-hmm. right now it's been un- uncharacteristically warm. I don't know how long that's supposed to continue. The weather might have gone out of their way to let us know that this does not mean that we're not going to get plastered later on. Right, yeah, it's, it's coming. Yeah, it's coming at some point. But for now, yeah, the, uh, the chances of having a white uh, Christmas are a little bit dodgy right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, we've had a dusting or two. Um, but that's it. Hasn't even had nothing that's stuck. So, so the the winter holding off for now. Winter sports not. Nope. Um, full swing. Full swing. Full yeah. swing. And uh, last week wasn't quite as busy as this current week yeah. and coming weekend. Yeah. We are going to be overrun with winter sports here at EW Superior. Yeah, yeah. And this is kind of the big push before finals, um, before winter break. Um, there's, what, two weeks probably before winter break or mm-hmm. before Christmas. So this is when you're starting to get those games in that uh, you want to get in before you start in your conference second half of your season right. really in earnest. Uh, and that's basically the rule for men's and women's basketball and men's and women's hockey right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, men's hockey has one game this weekend against Northland, and then they're done for the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, six and six, four and two. Um, you know, you've been with them for all of it, uh, playing really good hockey right now. They are. Yeah, they yeah. are. They've, they've won five out of six. And I, I think when they dropped the first four, you know, some people gave it the, well, superior doing superior things based on the last 15 years. Right. Um, but they, we kind of, you kind of knew there was going to be growing pains early. You mm-hmm. know, Coach McKenna acknowledged that right from the get go that we've, we've got a, 10 new players in here. Yep. We could have as many as six freshmen in the lineup, seven freshmen in the lineup. So yep. there's going to be some growing pains, and there were. Yep. Um, but the last half dozen games, they they started to figure it out. Even the one game they lost in there last Friday at Eau Claire, they all played Eau Claire. Yeah. They all shot Eau Claire. They did, every, they did everything but score goals. It's a that strange night. looking 4 nothing score. Yeah, it because it, it was not a 4 nothing game. No. It was a tight game, and they, they all played them for long stretches. Yeah. Eau Claire took advantage of opportunities. Superior did not. Yeah. and But they showed some really good. But the good, bounce back was really good. They showed some really good pushback on Saturday when yeah. they very easily could have went, well, this is a year like every other. They didn't. Yeah. And they, they came on, they played a whale of a game against Stevens Point. They and knocked did. off the number eight team in the country. Yeah, yeah, and they looked good doing it. Mm-hmm. I was in in, uh, in attendance that night. I it, They skated hard, moved their feet real well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they were able to keep most of the shots to the outside. Mm-hmm. Stevens Point really didn't get inside very much. No, they, they had a couple really good chances, but... Yeah. By and large, they didn't. They didn't have many. Yeah, once it got to three nothing, it felt like it was it was in pretty well in hand at that mm-hmm. point. I mean, I thought with points level of skill that they were going to make a push. Um, but you know, the Yellow Jackets handled it well. They did. Uh, kept everything on the outside. Gave up one goal, but you know, Jan Skorpik. Congratulations to him on getting the win, and also a quick trip. Wyok Athlete of the Week in yeah. men's hockey. Back so. to back for the Jackets. Yeah, yeah back to back so. goaltenders. And it's good for Jan. I know he's. You know, he's he played the first week in the first game. I think he of played the, year. the opener. And got yanked. Yeah, and, you know? and played against Concordia, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. and then against Stevens Point. So this is his third game of the year. So right. for him to get the Quick Trip Athlete of the Week is pretty big deal. Yeah, um, yeah. He's considering he hasn't seen a lot of action this year. Right. You know, it's been mostly uh, Kobe Grant and uh, Jack Boschert back mm-hmm. there. So the fact that Jan got in there and, 
and and got the win was I think that's big for him and yep. big for the team, especially like I said, chance to finish on a high note this weekend against Northland on Saturday. Yeah, um, you know, and it's a it's conference game. You want yeah. those points because you've point wise you've pulled into a tie for first place. Right. Stevens yeah. Point has a game in hand and this is the weekend where everybody catches up. Okay. So everybody will have the same number of conference games played. Okay. But you're at least at worst yeah. you know, probably gonna be tied. Yeah. For first place in the WAC. Right. So yeah. So there you have you it. know, you're gonna go into the break tied for first yeah. or, you know, within a game. Right. And I don't think you can complain about that one no. bit. No, not at all. So men's hockey like I said, one game before the break, and then they take 20 days off um, before the uh, Spear Showdown. So that'll be the uh, – is that about that, – that's what it is, right, 29th? Yeah, 29th. Yeah, so three, be, About three weeks. Yeah, about three weeks. Mm-hmm. So about you know 20 days, mm-hmm. like I said. Women's hockey's been off the last couple of weeks, uh, but they're back at it this that weekend. strange schedule. Yeah, with that home-and-home home against St. Olaf. Yep. My alma mater, uh, Friday and Saturday. They'll be down in Northfield on Friday, mm-hmm. and then they'll be back home at Westman on Saturday. That'll be at 2 p.m., by the way, over Correct. at Westman Arena. Be a busy day. There's going to be four teams. All four teams are going to be at home. Four teams at home on Saturday. Yeah, yeah. on Saturday. So it's going to be busy. Uh, Going to the uh, men's and women's basketball side of things, Uh, women's basketball, um, they're improving each game, I think. Three and four right now. Uh, Going to the conference play for the first time, Crown and Morris up on the docket this weekend, Mm -hmm. Friday and Saturday. Um, Got a chance to watch them play a couple games recently against Luther and then against Lakeland um, and saw some really good stuff. Uh, Charlotte Firstall is making a huge difference, the freshman. Um, six foot three post and well yeah, yeah. I and mean, we haven't had that in a while no no not that I can remember we've never right. had a, a post as tall as Charlotte um, and she's got skill to her she's right got skill to her game so uh, she had a double double against uh, Lakeland in a seventy two fifty seven win lost mm-hmm. against uh, Luther sixty five fifty one but uh, beat Lakeland by fifteen uh, and she scored uh, seventeen points had twelve boards you know and that was. I liked that win because the first half wasn't great. No, it was it was in very the first quarter. It was just slow start. Very yeah. for both teams. Yep, they were missing shots. They were turning the ball over. I mean, mm-hmm. there's two minutes left mm-hmm. and it's five to four. Yep, and you're going, oh, it's gonna be one of these games. And the second yeah. quarter was a little better, right? But then went in at halftime, made some adjustments, and they came out yeah. and and played really well in the second. Scored half. Uh, 27 points in the fourth quarter. Yeah, so, they played really well. Yeah, in that fourth quarter, they were really good. And they uh, they were. 8 out of 15 from the field and 11 out of 15 from the line. So in that fourth quarter, uh, uh, Lakeland's a team that likes to pressure. So they play full court. So they open up a lot of opportunities mm-hmm. for you if you break the trap. And, and they it, took, it took them a little bit of time to figure out the trap. But once they figured it out, uh, it went pretty well. Lise Bessonen also had a double-double, 15 points, 11 rebounds. Nice year for her. So yeah, far. I can't remember the last time she had 11 rebounds in the game. But she's just really, really in charge at the point. Um, she's really taken over the point guard role. Her head coach, Emily Carpenter, was a former point guard. Right. So that's the perfect relationship to learn how to play point guard and do it well at the college level because mm-hmm. Emily did it really well here for her career. So, uh, yeah, Elisa's coming right along. Uh, Elsa Olsen had 10 points, and Mackenzie Lesha had a line that you don't see very often. <laughs> Nine points, eight uh, steals, um, and she had like four in a row in that fourth quarter where she just kept picking the ball. Well, I was, yeah. <laughs> and it just, <laughs> you, know. you know, she's a ball hawk on defense. She really is. And a uh, good athlete, of course, she – Starts for the uh, softball team to a center fielder, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, she uh, she's she she had a game. Yep. She had a game, and she was my player of the game because without those four steals, I'm not sure that they pull away like they did. Sure, um, and so yeah, it's it, it's it's a nice looking group. It's still a young group. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have the one senior, and that's Erica Matson, but everybody else is has uh, years ahead of them. So. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was pretty happy with what I saw. And like I said, they open up with Crown and they open up uh, with Morris back-to-back. Yep. And we'll see more about where they're at after this coming weekend. 
Men's basketball finally lost a game. Speaking of not young. Yeah, not young. Very veteran-laden uh, yeah, They're a very veteran-laden team. Uh, playing a little shorthanded right now. Mm-hmm. A couple guys banged up. Uh, that showed through, I think, against Stevens Point, especially in that second half. It was the first half of the year where I really thought that they really hit a wall. Yeah, it unraveled. Yeah, it unraveled on them in the second half against Stevens Point. For those there of you was, who don't know. There was a stretch there where I, I feel like four, was it four or five possessions in a row where yeah, they, they we just went, flat out turned it over. Yeah, and we had six minutes where we went without a field goal, and mm-hmm. you can't do that against a team like Point. No. Um, we played a really good first half against them, led by seven at one point. Um, you know, it took a five-point lead into the half, and I thought, okay, we're in good shape right now. And then the second half came and something flipped. And we shot 23%. We had 10 turnovers. We only scored 17 points. I mean, those are numbers that are not going to win you anything right. at the college level. And that's what ended up happening to us. Also, I felt like guys were trying to do too much. A few guys, because we were shorthanded, were put in situations I'm not sure they were completely ready for. Mm-hmm. And as a result, they were forcing some things. And it just was it was not a good, a good, uh, was not a good showing. Uh, so they lost that game to go to 5-1 and one to Stevens Point, 58-53. Mm-hmm. That was last Saturday. But then they bounced back. In a completely different style of game against Buena Vista last night. Uh, Buena Vista is not at all like Stevens Point. Stevens Point is a team that wants to grind it out, you know, make you fight for every possession. You know, buckets are few and far between. Uh, Buena Vista is a team that came in averaging 90 points a game. They want to get up and down, and that's what they did last night. Grinnell. Yeah, they're like Grinnell. They are. They scored 127 points in a win against Westminster earlier this year. Buena Vista did. So they get up and down. They score a lot of points. They shoot a lot of threes. Um, UWS still a little shorthanded, but was able to come out with an 82-79 win. Um, so they're now 6-1. and one. And against this schedule, I'll take that. Sure. Anytime. I mean, with, considering how difficult the schedule it was, mm-hmm. when it is, um, heading into the conference play. Uh, Joseph Fahrenholtz, big game for him against Buena Vista. 31-10. and 10. 31, yeah. Double-double. Yep. Uh, 13 out of 20. He also had 17-10 and 10 against points. So Fahrenholtz is having a nice, you know, fifth year. Yep. Uh, Javon made some plays late. Black shot at the end of the game against Buena Vista to win it. Mm-hmm. Um, after he missed a one-on-one, you know, from the line that could have sealed it, yep. you know, outright. But uh, yeah, they're, I mean, they're finding ways to win games for the most part, and uh, you know, they get Crown of Morris as well. So um, yeah, I mean, for the winter teams, actually a pretty promising start. I think. I think all four teams have got things they can look back on and say, "Hey, we were doing this pretty well. Mm-hmm. Let's see if we can keep the momentum rolling a little bit here." Is just before break and going in the second half of the year. Yeah, and we had. Uh, Three men's soccer, three women's soccer players named all region last week. Yep. So, you know, congratulations to them. And yep. then the other thing we don't want to overlook, track and field starts this weekend. Yeah, track and field. Uh, they've got, they've got the champs. opener. Yep. Defending conference champs, both men and women mm-hmm. on the indoor side. So uh, I expect that uh, both teams will be very strong again. Yep. And so we'll see. Uh, how, yeah, because they're. They were practicing yesterday. Yep, when I was there at Saint Scholastic on Saturday, so they uh, they're kicking it up. They have uh, the that event is called the opener, and then they're off for over a month before they get to the second opener. Right, but yeah, this is uh, it's hard to believe that it's it's track and field season. Yeah, yeah, and uh, two conference championship level teams. So Mm -hmm. uh, defending, like I said, conference champions, both men and women from last year. So. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be busy here going into the break, but uh, things will calm down over the next week or two, right? And then we'll have a, a nice lull before we go past the first of the year. I mean, there are a couple holiday tournaments also that right. uh, UWS women on the basketball side will be hosting. Men's hockey, of course, also hosting. Yep. Um, but uh, yeah, we'll, we'll have a we'll have a bit of a lull, and then once January first hits, then it full steam ahead. Yeah, we'll steam right full ahead. Mm-hmm. Yeah, full ahead. But yeah, this uh, this weekend, basketball basketball teams home Friday. Then Saturday, women's hockey at 2, women's basketball 3, men's basketball 445, and men's hockey 705. Yeah, so. so all four teams at home this weekend. So if you're out and about, 
check us out because there'll be uh, there'll be some action both on the ice and on the court. And if you have the Swarm Central app, lots of points to be had. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And he's looking to redeem some of those points, by the way, and some of the gifts. I haven't so. redeemed anything. You haven't? Well, you have the, you Why have would the I? stuff, though, don't you? Yeah, I've got... You got the reward stuff. Yeah, I've got yeah. all the stuff for the yeah. reward. So if you've redeemed, go ahead and feel free to stop by and pick that up. Yeah, but please do so, because he's he's waiting for you to do it. At any rate, <laughs> we will, uh, we'll take a break, and when we come back, we will... Talk a little bit of basketball. Emily Carpenter and Erica Matson will be in to join us and uh, for the rectangular table yeah, segment. Rectangular table. Now that you've rena- renamed it on us. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not a round table, so we can't really <laughs> call it a round table segment. At, at any rate, they're going to be coming up after this break. You are watching Eye of the Swarm. We're back for the roundtable segment of this week's Eye of the Swarm, and it's time for us to talk a little bit of basketball here as we had the men on the show a couple weeks ago. Now we, we have the women. Erica Matson, otherwise known as Rick, is with us, <laughs> as well as Coach Emily Carpenter, otherwise known as Carp, apparently. That's what my door says now. But uh, before we get into the season, um, last time we had you on, you had that interim tag. So you no longer have the interim tag. Congratulations on that. How awkward was that? <laughs> and I, I'm asking, I know from experience how yeah. I had my job for a year, and then they're like, okay, now you have to interview for it. <laughs> and you're yeah. going, oh, my God, I hope what I did was good enough. How difficult was that? Um, or did you kind of know that I did enough to, this is mine? I would have, yeah, kind of, but at the same time, I was always in the back of my mind. Like, basically, the second we lost in the playoffs on the way home, I was like, so do I even have a job anymore? <laughs> like, how do, how do I go about these next couple months with the girls? But at the same time, the entire year, I just acted like this was my job and this was for me here for me to stay. Mm-hmm. And that's what it was going to be no matter what. Um, so then just afterwards, obviously, like I said, I had kind of, I was kind of nervous and all of that. But at the same time, once I did my presentation and everything, I was like, okay, yep, this, this is mine. So, How is the... How has it been different then from mm-hmm. year one to year two? Knowing you have that security now. Yeah. And we'll get into the player part of it later, but how have mm-hmm. you taken this year different from last year? Um, I think it just gave me a lot more time to like prepare in the not in the pre or post excuse me, preseason, like this summer and all of that. Just mm-hmm. kind of mentally preparing one, how we're gonna be on the court and then two, just how to go about things like off the court, like all the leadership and like developing all of that things because last year I was just kinda like, Okay, well I'm saying this but it might not mean anything to you guys in coming year because you might be a brand new system and program and all of that. So it's just kinda helped me prepare off the court a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, took more time to kind of figure out like like you said personal and player development okay well we have these people returning these people coming in what can we go do as a team now to be successful on the team on the court or then last year was just kind of like hey here's the job here's the people that you have <laughs> go go ahead go try to win some games basically oh, so it's mid-august yeah. have a job I, yeah literally here are your players oh. <laughs> basically, that's exactly how it went and then just obviously with the recruiting part it's been a lot easier because last year i had some recruits that didn't come up often but some say like hey are you even going to be here next right. year and i was like same thing like yeah, I want to be. That's my plan, all of that. Mm-hmm. But now just being able to recruit, obviously, this is my program. I run this program now. I'm here to stay. So it's been a lot easier. From a player standpoint, year one, you have an interim coach. You know, is she going to be our coach? <laughs> Who is going to be our coach? How hard are we playing for someone we don't know is going to be our coach? Are we going to play really hard because we want this person to be our coach? Versus year two of this is our coach. How did the players approach that? I think we were almost more confident than her that she was going to get the job. I, we were all, we knew she came in 
turn the program like a little bit better than the previous year. But um, we were all pretty confident that Emily was gonna stay with the job, so I don't think we were too nervous about that. So same effort, same everything for her since she's done a great job with us. So did did the results surprise you? Because it's August. Here's a job. Right. Here's a team. And the improvement year, was the, yeah. the year before wasn't wasn't great. wasn't a great mm-hmm. year. Nope. So. <laughs> The improvement was dramatic. Yeah. Did that surprise you? Not too much, to okay. be honest. I think um, I kind of knew what we could do, especially in the conference, just with our conference being pretty even across the board, mm-hmm. um, and just knew the talent that we had on the team, mm-hmm. the potential we had. I think, obviously, COVID and all that kind of restricted a lot of people's talents and everything, just having to miss a bunch. So I knew the potential and the talent that we had on the team, and now it was then just coming together as a team off the court so we could put that talent together on the court. So in terms of, like, record and everything, I don't think so. I think it kind of shows to how good the players were on the court. Mm -hmm. Um, We did have a very tough non-conference, so I kind of – expected that to say so essentially not really the improvements and everything didn't surprise me but I think more so in terms of excuse me the way the girls played and how hard they played um like I said I knew the potential but it was I guess just for them to buy in and actually listen to what I was preaching and all that so that may be just a little bit but it definitely paid off for us so (laughs) yeah yeah I you know it was funny because I had people asking me and actually, Emily and I talked about this, too, during the process where she interviewed and did the whole, you know, now I'm going to be the full head coach. And I, I think you and I had a talk in your office, and I said something to the effect of, well, if the players have a vote, you're in. Mm-hmm. You know, the players' vote counts for anything because every single one of them loves playing for you. Mm-hmm. Like, the players really did enjoy playing for Emily. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was, like, I was pretty confident going into. I mean, I remember when you had your interview and you were like, eh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And you were a little nervous about it. And I was just like, I was trying to talk her down and be like, you're fine. You're going to get the job <laughs> yeah. as far as I can tell. Because every single player on the team, especially, I mean, Brad Bessonen, who is Elise Bessonen's dad, mm-hmm. came up to me and he's like, Elise loves her. Mm-hmm. Elise doesn't want to play for anybody else. <laughs> and so that was, you know, when you, when you get that kind of vote of confidence from a parent, Right. That's 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 a pretty big feather in your cap. That's mm-hmm. a pretty big indication that I think you're in good shape. So, yeah. and I congratulated her as well when she got the job. Because yeah. you know, I knew she was nervous about it, but you have to be. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you know, so you know, it was like, yeah. I was really happy though because I mean, having now been around the program all these years, um, and having seen Emily come in as a freshman, play here all the way to senior, then go away, coach for a couple of years at another school, then come back again. It's it's kind of come full circle for me just mm-hmm. watching her. You know, come up here and 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 be named the head coach was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. That was one of those things where it's just like, you know, um, it was gratifying for me because I remember her as a player, mm-hmm. and is I, I knew what she would bring as far as her mindset would would be. You know, so and you know, in talking with the players last year, Maddie Sanders and Kaylin Christian, the two, you know, uh, they were both like. You know, it's weird because we both played with her. Mm-hmm. But it's also kind of cool because now we, we feel like we can relate to her because we played with her. We know what her mindset is, and we know how she's going to want to play. Mm-hmm. And the, you could see there's a real comfort level with that yeah. last year. And and that there was a comfort level that was lacking, I think, for a few years before that. And so now it's back again. So I'm actually pretty happy mm-hmm. about it. He mentioned multiple times the players love playing for her. Mm-hmm. What do you love about <laughs> it? <laughs> um, I think she just brings in more intensity and, like, we had the pieces there to be a good team. We just, yeah, there was the COVID side of it where we all weren't there every time, but I think she really brought us together. I think her being, like, closer to our age, too, she understands, like, how we 
are, our personalities, and how we play. And obviously her being a great player before helps too. She knows the mindset of how to be come from a great team and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, Was that difficult for you? For being so close in age to your yeah. players because um, i'm sure you get mistaken for a player oh, every time yeah. we, get, we show up to away games at teams that we haven't played and they're like so where's your coach which one's your coach yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right here yeah. shaking their hand they're like okay um, it's not i didn't think it was too bad and i don't think it's too bad to be honest i think right away i was kind of nervous about it and all that but i did that already prior to coming right. here um basically straight out of college at gustavus college on the softball side so i kind of already experience that and kind of set those boundaries mm -hmm. and I think that's the biggest thing just coming in like hey even like some of the girls I played with like we were friends then but now it's coach player yes we're still friends and all that but like off the court and all that we're not hanging out or anything like that we still have that relationship personality all of that we're meshing well together but it's now it's coach player and I think mm -hmm. the girls have really um, develop that and know that, like, hey, I'm, I care for them off the court, but at the same time, I'm here to help better them on the court. I'm going to be hard with them, but the second we step off the court, they know they can come sit in my office for two hours and we can talk about anything. So I don't really think age has any factor or any issue at all. To be honest, I feel like I'm older right now, just dealing with them every single this day. This place will yeah. do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot older now, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm actually only this age. Like, I'm only a couple years older than them. Um, but now I think... Having the couple graduate that I played with, I think there's kind of the bigger gap now yep. just being out because I feel like, I thought Erica was a 90s baby um, yeah. earlier in the year and she's like, no, I was born in 2000 or whatever. Two. Yeah, 2002. <laughs> so I'm like, okay, now. So, um, yeah, there's definitely that gap now. So mm -hmm. that's helped a little bit more. This is off to a rocking start. We're flying right along here. Yeah. Um, yeah, well, and I, I looked at it last year, and my impression was is that because she was so close to them in age, there was a trust factor there. She's been through it. She knows what it's like. And you could go in and sit and talk with her and have a, have a conversation about, right. you know, whatever, even if it wasn't basketball-related. Mm -hmm. And that was something, like I said, that I think might have been lacking a little bit. Just there was a little bit too much distance maybe between the coaches and the players at some points, and, and the chemistry was lost there. Mm -hmm. But Emily brought it right back, mm -hmm. you know, and – you know, she's, she, I, you know, I've watched her in practice and she is demanding, but, you know, the players, <laughs> but they respect that, you know, right? Like, in, it's one thing if you have a demanding coach who you don't necessarily respect, but if you have a demanding coach that you really respect as a person and someone that you know cares for you, that's much easier mm -hmm. to get behind and then really just give it everything you have, mm -hmm. you know? And Emily certainly engenders that, I think. She's, yeah. she's one of those coaches that can get that from her players. And we have a, a number of coaches up here that can do that, but Emily certainly fits right in that mold. So let's talk a little bit about the start of the year then, mm -hmm. um, because you, you mentioned earlier you had a, a tough non-conference schedule last year. It's no cakewalk this year no, either, yeah. you know, and, you know, we doing this on a Wednesday, getting into conference play starting this Friday, mm -hmm. but the, the first, you know, handful of games here have been non-conference play, and it hasn't been easy. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit some of these, about some of these first few games and what you've seen, what you've liked, what you don't like, what you're going to work on, and, yeah. and how this has all started out. I think, I mean, we're three and four right now, so battling that 500 and I think that's kind of accurate to uh, our schedule that we played so far like you said we played a couple WIAC schools a couple schools out in Milwaukee that we haven't really ever played before in this mm -hmm. program so just kind of changing things up we want those tougher non-conference games because that's only going to prepare us for right. our conference season but at the same time yes it's hard to 
play non-conference games and just lose, 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 lose and all that and then find the motivation for conference season. So trying to find that balance. And I think we have definitely have battled in almost every game that we've played so far, even if we've come out on the positive side or not. Um, they've played hard. The score sometimes doesn't represent that. But at the same time, we are doing a lot of things well. Yes, every game that we talk about, the things that we need to um, – Pick, fix and pick up on so then we can get better for these conference games but at the same time I've seen a lot of good things I've seen a lot of different people step up as leaders on this team um, so seven games in I've seen a lot more positives than negatives mm -hmm. and it goes back to like I said now for conference season the girls just they want to work hard they want to win um, they know we're right there we're almost to that next level for this program so that i think that kind of motivates them every single day to just continue to work hard because they know we're almost there and this is the year we can do it sure well that's a pretty young squad too still i mean erica being the exception but it's a team <laughs> that has a lot of underclassmen still on it and a lot of players that uh you know have eligibility that they can use after this year mm -hmm. and i think you know there's been some newcomers that have come in and have played a lot right away as well so that's I think helped a little bit. Uh, also the fact, though, that most of these players have played under Emily now for a year, so they kind of understand what she's all about and mm -hmm. what she's trying to get accomplished. Um, you know, there's a little bit more depth and there's a little bit more hype for sure on this team. <laughs> I mean, this team, the team is a very different-looking squad. Mm -hmm. This is something that me and Emily have talked about. Last year they were a bit undersized. I mean, the tallest player I think was 5'9". Erica, yeah, 5'10". Yeah. <laughs> but now there's some definite size on this team this year, and it's not sizes like we've seen in the program for a while. So, right. um, you know, it, the, the style of play has changed a little bit um, just because now there's a more of a post-up feature to the game now. Last mm -hmm. year it was very guard-oriented, mm -hmm. uh, you know, where they want to get up and down the court and they relied on their guard play for a lot of their scoring. This year it's a little bit more balanced because they've got an inside presence as well. So um, it, it's been an interesting look. And, Erica, you being a player, I mean, you've seen how it's changed now. How, oh, yeah. how, has, that, how has that helped you guys this year in terms of a little bit of a change of focus and having a post-up game yeah. this year? I think that, yeah, it definitely has very, uh, helped us quite a bit. Um, last year, a lot of threes, you know, <laughs> we weren't getting a huge post presence. Like, um, I was thrown in there, and, like, I came in as a guard. I was kind of all over last year, but um, it really helped us. I can kind of move back out on the outside now versus being in, and we have a bigger presence down low. And, yeah, can't do anything but help us. So. Right, yeah, because yeah. Erica's more of a perimeter player. She's, right. she's got a soft jump shot from outside, and, um, you she know. was a point guard in high school. Yeah, I, I, yeah. <laughs> it was, yeah I was recruited as well, I was a one in high school. Yeah. Last year, I got moved to a five. Like yeah. I've been yeah, moved there to was, five yeah. all over. Yeah, players. Been, she's been moved all over the place. Yeah. You know what though? Your team needs a Swiss Army knife too. Yeah, so no, it's done play. nothing. It's done nothing but help me. I mm -hmm. will say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, game, you, like you know, teams, especially in basketball nowadays, it used to be that you would have a one through five, mm -hmm. and everybody would have had a set position. That's kind of a nebulous term now. Mm -hmm. I mean, right. most most players play multiple positions mm -hmm. now, so. Um, it's a little bit different now. Um, we do have a true five yep. on yep. this team, which is <laughs> yeah, nice. And we nice. haven't had a true yeah. five since probably Hannah Norland. Right. Yeah. So it, it's nice to have Charlotte, mm -hmm. and which kind of leads me to the next question. Charlotte, the mm -hmm. freshman, six yes. foot three. She's the tallest post I think we've had here. In well, I was trying to think of that earlier. Yeah. And I, I can't put my finger on when the last time was we had somebody who was six three. I mean, Brie O'Donnell was, what, 6'1", 6 6'2", 6 yeah. maybe? Yeah. But Charlotte's legit 6'3". Right. Yeah. And really nice player. I've been really impressed with what I've seen from her. Mm -hmm. I mean, most post players, especially at the D3 level, are straight up post. They're going to go block to block, and that's all they can do. She's mm -hmm. got a soft touch. She can go outside yeah. 15 feet and knock down a jump shot, yeah. which was which shocked me the first time she did it <laughs> in the game. I was like, 
And she's then she did it again. Yeah. Then she did it again. And it's just like, you know, but she, she seems like she has a really good feel for the game as a freshman. I mean, yeah. and once she figures out this college basketball thing, she's going to be a real mm-hmm. low down low. Yeah, no, I think I would agree. I mean, she's obviously been a very nice addition to our team this year with, with having a legit five. I've told the girls multiple times in our offense, we don't need – a one through four, only spot we need is a five, and then everyone else is interchangeable. And I think it's helped us, and it's benefited us, because like Erica herself, kind of Katie Dobson, Chloe Peterson, last year they were having to play post because they were one of the taller people, but they had played guard in high school, so they're trying to find that happy medium kind of where they should play. Now this year with having the presence of Charlotte and then also Emily, the transfer, kind of a legit five as well, has allowed them to go back on the perimeter and kind of what they're more comfortable with. But for Charlotte, yeah, she's been a huge addition. Um, it's nice as a as a guard, as a point guard, like being able to just throw it in there and knowing that you're going to get five assists, six of six <laughs> of the game because she does have that nice touch. And with her being able to move, it does kind of um, like out on the perimeter, allows other people then to attack the basket, things like that. So she's been a huge addition. Like you said, obviously she's only a freshman, got three, three and a half more years under her belt. So I think she will be – strong player in the UMAT come her senior year. Well, and she she had a heck of a high school career. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look at her numbers, I mean, she led the entire state of Wisconsin at rebounding her senior yeah. I mean, she was a heck of a high school player. Yeah, And you can tell that she just understands basketball. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes, you know, you, you can tell if they've gotten coached or not. Mm-hmm. She she knows what her strengths are, and she knows how to get to the spot she needs to get to, mm-hmm. which, like I said, is pretty rare, in the, you know, even even for post players. Yeah. You know, trying to get to the right spot where you know where you can, you know, where you can set up and where you can do your work down low. Sure. Charlotte Ray has a pretty good understanding of that yeah. you know it's just a question of you know playing more college ball and learning a little bit more because there were times last year it, it is as a broadcaster it's been fun to watch that progression a little bit because there were times last year you guys had five guards on the floor yeah you guys yeah. knew it, it was basically yeah. <laughs> yeah. you know it's basically you know five guards just kind of and, and whoever was inside at that moment just happened to be the post player yeah you know so it, it's just it's a very different looking squad this year um and so you know and, and Elise, I think, has taken another step up, too. Mm-hmm. Elise has done really well. She plays a lot of minutes. Um, but yeah. she's she – plays, yeah. all, the minutes. Like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she plays <laughs> all the minutes. Yeah, all the minutes. But, you know, she, she seems like she's really also kind of accepted that role as well, you know, of being sort of, okay, I'm a junior now. It's time for me to, you know, become the primary ball handler because, yeah. you know, she last year she was more of a backup ball handler. You know, Caitlin mm-hmm. Christian did a lot of it, mm-hmm. a lot of bringing the ball up. But Elise kind of as the year went on, her minutes at point kind of started to pick up a little bit more. and. Yeah. Uh, she seems like she's really stepped into that role, and I know you're happy with her, how she's played. For sure. No, I think you said it well. She's definitely stepped into that role. I think she kind of knew what she needed to do in the offseason and then come this season. Her and I have had multiple conversations. As the point guard of the team, like, we feed off of her. If she wants to play fast, we play fast. If she wants to slow it down, we slow it down. So we just kind of go off of her energy, essentially, and kind of her pace. Um, And she knows that, and I think – had a few more conversations with her like hey if you're going to be playing those larger minutes we need you to then shoot the ball this amount of times a game because that you have to you just essentially yeah. you just have to it's when you're one of the better simple. shooters you got to shoot it it's plain mm-hmm. and simple yeah. you just have to because it's making everyone else around us or our team better um, right. and successful so she's definitely stepped up and i think her teammates know that and she's kind of built that trust with her teammates that her teammates know if she's shooting it 10 times but she's making it seven <laughs> times like that's a very good percentage yeah that's good. they're not going to get mad i think a little bit Last year was a little bit more contradicting of should I shoot this, should I not, and my teammates going to really care, or things like that kind of went went on a little bit. So I think now she's kind of just stepped up and like, okay, as a point guard, you're the coach, essentially the coach on the court. So she knows, okay, I have to do this, and I'm just going to do it myself. Erica, you being a senior on the team mm-hmm. and being one of the captains, 
What's it like for you now this senior year? I mean, you've seen this program since you were a freshman all the way down to a senior. Mm -hmm. You know, it's still a young squad. Yeah. I mean, what kind of leadership, you know, are you trying to, like, show them as you go along this year now? Um, I think that I've learned from my upperclassmen before me, so I've just been trying to do the same thing. I think last year there was a little shift in that program. We wanted to be more as a team together. Um, this. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's yeah, one of those things you have to kind of feel out, though. It isn't like a, a static process, right? It, it, it keeps on growing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. You know, it's not something where I'm just saying, okay, this year I'm just going to do this, this, and this. Yeah. It, that's not how it goes. You, know, you have to kind of play it out how it goes, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, it's part of the journey, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm also very, like, thankful, like, like, the other two captains and all the upperclassmen have also stepped up, so it's not all on me, and I, like, would never expect that to be, but I'm, like, we all kind of take our roles how we play and we all come together at the end of the day. So, I, I want to go back for a second to to Charlotte, yeah. Because how beneficial was the the non conference portion early, especially playing YX schools? Because yeah. that's a conference that traditionally has size. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember Eau Claire coming in with oh my goodness, multiple six three and taller that players. Is six five posts. Yeah. Yeah. Ellen, Ellen, Ellen was Plendo. Her, yes, <laughs> she was six five, and I'd never seen. A player at this level that yeah. big before right yep how beneficial were those early games to somebody like her as a freshman going whoa okay yeah because just about all of those teams can put somebody out there that is the same size as right. she is yeah. yeah I think it was definitely <clears throat> beneficial and I think it was kind of just like not necessarily wake-up call but at the same time like here you go Charlotte welcome to the welcome to college <laughs> basketball welcome to the league right. in high yeah. school you're just so used to being taller than everyone you mm -hmm. can just turn shoot it rebound whatever it is and I think even our first game of the year against Denison they were five their starting lineup was four girls over 5'11 so tall right wow. away so it was just kind of like hey okay this is how we need to play this is how we're going to play and I think kind of she kind of realized if she could be doing putting up the numbers against these players, like just wait till she can get to the UMAC. Whereas in the UMAC, you maybe have one person, right? One player like her, and that's on where each I wanted team. to go with. Yeah, it and whereas in like the YX schools, things like that, like you said, there's three, four. Okay, well they're starting post just subbed out. Well, here comes the backup one, and right. she's just as tall. So I think it's definitely been helpful for her, just kind of realize, okay, this is how physical I need to play. This is what I can do, okay, I can't just turn and shoot into a 6'3 girl, 6'4 girl. Now let me make a different move this time, and it's definitely helped her now, especially in practice too, and now coming to conference games, playing a little bit shorter people, she is more comfortable making those moves. Mm -hmm. And then what does that do for somebody like Elise? Mm -hmm. Because her game is going to evolve just with that presence. Mm -hmm. yep. yeah. So what is what does her presence do for Elise? Um, it opens up the lane a lot more for Elise, as Elise has, I mean, yes, she's a three-point shooter, but honestly, if you look at her numbers, she doesn't shoot as many threes. She prefers to drive mm -hmm. left-handed to the rim. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it just having her Charlotte's present in there is going to, they're tall girls obviously in there, but Charlotte knows, and she does relocation well. If Elise is driving, she knows to come high. She knows to go short corner. So that's dragging that 6'3 girl out of the lane mm -hmm. and essentially allowing um, the lane to be more open for Elise to drive. And then same thing, just knowing Charlotte has such a b big presence down low. If we kick it into Charlotte, three, four girls are collapsing on Charlotte, so it opens up the perimeter then. So then easy kickouts for Elise, Erica, other shooters on our team. So it's just kind of overall has been a little bit more of a balance inside and out, just mm -hmm. even having her presence. Even if she's not touching the basketball, that possession, she has a presence because people have to be concerned of her. So I imagine then, as far as your recruiting philosophy goes, it's going to mm -hmm. be very intentional that we, we make sure we have 
quality size. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, every team should probably have that mm-hmm. philosophy, but right. yeah. you're seeing an immediate dividend of that. Well, yeah. I mean, right now, I've seen they played more. A lot of teams now are starting to resort more to zones. I've seen that already as well in a couple of games, especially mm-hmm. against Lakeland, because Charlotte was a matchup problem for them. Mm-hmm. And so they had to find a way to kind of keep her, you know, under control down low. And so, you know, they're going to see a lot more zone, I would think, this year as the year goes on. Um, but. I want to touch on Mackenzie Lesha for a second mm-hmm. because, holy cow, is she a defender. The art of the steel. The art of the steel. <laughs> I mean, she she's such a ball hawk defensively. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's one of your more intense defenders. And I've, one of the things we have not talked about is that's that end of the court. How do you feel like you guys have been doing defensively this year? For the most part, pretty good. I think, obviously, playing some of these tougher teams and everything, they got bigger, faster, more. Like, yes, we have bigger, faster, but they have, like you said, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12 players like that, whereas in we have maybe top eight right now, seven. So it's like they just have a little bit more depth, so that's been a little bit more difficult. But I think overall, like I said, they play hard. They get after it. They, they're scrappy. Um, they just kind of know that we – I tell them all the time, like we're going to win these games on the defensive end, so they know coming into this game we have to get it done on defense. We have to be diving after the loose balls, getting the tips, deflections. We set goals every single game like, hey, we need 12-plus steals this game. We need to plus five on the boards for them. Um, so they know going into the game that we need to accomplish those things to win. So I think we've definitely taken a bigger pro- um, step in the defensive side this year. Um, Obviously, we're still a fast team. We press, we get up and down, but haven't been pressing as much. But at the same time, it's probably like half the game maybe now, whereas in last year it was all 40 minutes, depending on the score and all of that. Um, so I think, but overall, I think the defensive side has been well. And I think like the stout and everything like that, those games, like we've been holding very good offensive teams to lower numbers. Well, certainly Mackenzie Lesha with eight steals. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I can't remember the last time against Lakeland. I can't remember the last time we had a guard do that. Yeah. Probably Sally Linsmeyer. Sally Linsmeyer. Yeah. yeah, I think I Sally at, would be the last one. I looked at the stats afterwards just to see. And it, I don't remember who it was. It wasn't Sally, but I know she probably had eight or so. But the school record was ten. Yeah, yeah. Because Sally used to get four or five every game. I felt yeah, like. and yeah. I remember and she, she had eight or nine in a game once. And, and, then, yeah. and yeah. Don pulled her out. And it's like Don. Yeah, yeah she what are you doing? Got, got a triple double. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, she could have had a triple double. Yeah, yeah, she could have. Um, but yeah, nine points and eight rebounds. That's a that's a that's a number any coach will take, especially from a guard. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I mean, that was that was very impressive. I I just one of the things that I, I like about this team is that there is more balance. Mm-hmm. You know, last year was it was very much like let's roll up what we have and play you know best we can. And the team got better as the year went along, which mm-hmm. which we both you know yep. talked about as the year yep. went along because we weren't quite sure where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the year, you guys were right there. I mean, you were giving everybody fits in the league. Yep. Um, you know, and I was wondering how it was going to look this year with those seniors having now you know departed. Mm-hmm. What was it going to look like? And uh, you know, it's it's a different looking squad, but it's a fun squad to look at from a, a totality standpoint, just because, um, you know, of Charlotte's presence, because mm-hmm. of Emily Daler coming mm-hmm. in, and, and the fact that there is now a post presence. you got two mm-hmm. post players down there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like I said, Erica, <laughs> you had to play some post last year. You're a jump shooter, mm-hmm. you know, and a good jump shooter. So, I mean, everyone just seems a little bit more comfortable yeah. with what's going on. And, Erica, I don't know if you agree with that, but it just that's what it looks like on oh, the court. Yeah, yeah. everybody kind of has their role now versus, like, oh, this game you're playing a two, this game you're playing <laughs> yeah. a five, but it based on line with the other team. So right. everybody yeah. kind of fits into their mold, like, yeah. the game yeah. to game. Yeah. Yeah. So conference play starts this weekend. Mm-hmm. And break down the conference a little bit yeah. and, and what you see and how, how you feel your team slots in. 
Yeah, so obviously preseason poll came out about a month ago, and we were picked fourth. Um, obviously an improvement from last year. We were picked sixth last, last year. Um, I think it's kind of accurate, those top four to five schools. I think um, obviously Northwestern has almost every single person back. Right. Um, they obviously won the conference 13-1. But, I mean, we were the only team that did beat them in the conference, so I think that has to go safe or something. Mm -hmm. um, but then uh, I can't even think. Oh, North, North Central, same thing, kind of have a lot of returners back. They are the other team in our conference that actually has some height. They have two girls that are six two or taller um and then same thing morris uh, they were slotted three before us some returners a couple new freshmen um it's actually the coach's daughter is like she's like six foot two something like that as well morris is, always morris is very yeah, tall. They're, yeah. they've always, they're always they're tall. tall i don't know what they <laughs> something in the water i walked into emily's <laughs> office and i said to her i said well tell me about crown and morris and she said morris is tall and i said duh yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know, i mean that's you know and yeah. uh so yeah that's kind of they're always the tallest team mm -hmm. across the board yeah you know i mean northwestern's usually pretty tall in a couple places uh bethany has been in the past mm -hmm. but yeah northwestern I, oh i mean sorry um morris i don't know where they i mean they have six foot guards on that team they've yeah. had mm -hmm. six foot guards in the past which yeah. you just don't see at d3 right. no so, but anyway, keep going. Yeah, sorry. No, um, but then obviously we were picked fourth, and then Bethany right behind us. So, I, like I said, I think it's pretty even th for those top five teams. I think it could be anybody's conference this year. It just depends on who wants to show up that day and play um, and get it done. Um, but and then obviously I think this year you do kind of have some of your bottom teams, whereas in last year I feel like it was a little bit more just one through seven, whoever shows up that game is going to win. I think it's still obviously the same, and you can't undermine any any team that or opponent that you're going to play or anything. But I think, obviously, you do kind of have your top four. Um, and I think pretty, like I said, pretty accurate representation of for us at four. I do, obviously, our goal is higher than that. We already we finished third last year, so I think maybe we should have been third. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, but I think it's pretty accurate representation just with some returners. Um, looking at Bethany's roster, I note I recognize like maybe one or two names, and that's really it. And then they're kind of all newcomers or junior seniors right. that haven't had to play much. So they're definitely still trying to figure it out in their non-conference season. And then obviously we play Crown this weekend, um, first conference game. They only really lost one or two players, um, haven't been off to the greatest start, but at the same time, like I said, they have some returners. They had fresh, the freshman of the year player return. Um, so I think they're definitely a team that's still on the come up this season. And I think it will be definitely a good matchup come Friday for the opening conference game. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing it. Um, I won't be there on Friday, but on Saturday I'll be with you guys for more. So mm -hmm. we're going to look at that. And that was a dandy of a game last year too um, yeah. when yeah. we played them at, uh, at the Mertz. And yeah, I mean, uh, you know, right now you just it, it's one of those things where it is pretty open. I think Northwestern is probably consensus number one team. Mm -hmm. um, but from there it really, I think it opens up. Yeah. You know, and there, there's, there could be a lot of, uh, a lot of fluctuation. You know, from two through about six. Yeah. You know, depending on on how people play and how teams play on a given weekend. So, mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's it's gonna be interesting to see, especially where this team fits in. I mm -hmm. think into the mix as well. How do you navigate the some of the growing pains that you will have with the new faces? Yeah, I think it's just once you get into conference play, right? The new face, like on our team. Yeah. Or, um, yeah. I think just. I have like have built those relationships with the girls, whereas and we know 
what we're capable of, what I'm expecting out of them. Yes, like you said, there's going to be growing pains. We're going to kind of – I mean, we shouldn't say we've hit a rough patch, but at the same time in the non-conference, we've kind of already – essentially kind of gotten those kinks out and kind of have figured out and tweaked um, tweaked what those were. Mm-hmm. Obviously, more will come. It's just the reality of our long season. And then same thing, obviously, some players are going to hit slumps, like whatever, not play as best as they were maybe first in the beginning of the year. So I think it's just continuing. Like I keep saying, and I mentioned a bunch already, the girls just want to continue to get better and work hard. They know what I'm telling them is – accurate I give them a scouting report and all that and I'm like trust me I put in hours I'm not just saying this to say it or anything like that and that goes with telling them about their personal game what we need to do as a team to be able to win and win these closer games and be able to win the conference so I think it's just continuing to work hard every single practice that strive to get better wanting to win the conference so I think that that motivation in the back of our head we just show up every day wanting to to achieve those goals and I think we get we can be capable of doing that does your team in the locker room go she's been there she <laughs> she's she played in an NCAA tournament yeah. you know a couple of them <laughs> yes <laughs> two a couple of them two <laughs> point being <laughs> yeah. that she she knows what it takes to oh, get yeah. there and she the group has to understand that mm-hmm. if she's telling us something she she knows, yeah, she knows. She's lived it. Yeah. And so I, uh, I imagine that definitely carries some credibility. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it definitely doesn't hurt, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, and that's that standard again. Right. She, you know, she, the thing that with Emily is that she can point to those banners and say, see those banners? That's I was me, on those teams. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I was on those teams. And so, you know, that, that carries weight, mm-hmm. you know, regardless of what, you know, it's like that scene from Coach Carter. If you want to check out my credentials, they're up on the wall. Mm-hmm you know, over here, you know, All-American, which is what he was in high school. Right. You know, th- that carries weight because athletes, you know, men or women are going to go, hmm, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, they are up there, mm-hmm. you know. And that's that's a big part of, I think, Emily's kind of her, – her ties to the program are deep. Yep. You know, she's played here. She had a lot of success here. Now she's coaching here. I mean, she is a yellow jacket through and through. Mm-hmm. So that helps too, mm-hmm. because if you if you don't have somebody that's been around for all that success, I think sometimes it can be like, you know, oh. yeah. yeah, how are we going to relate to this person? I don't know, right. you know. But Emily has lived it, mm-hmm. you know, and that I mean that must make a big difference. So like for you guys, just just as like a kind of a sense of calmness and a kind of a sense of confidence as well. Sure, yeah. Um, like we all know that like when she played like that the program was kind of in a different place like than last year but I think we're trying to work back to getting back to that winning culture and stuff like that and championship culture and having her here definitely helps us out a lot with that <laughs> yeah exactly. had firsthand here right so. well and, and Emily made it clear to me she's like you know I think they need to be reminded of where we've been mm-hmm. and where we can go again yeah you know that was kind of like I know that was a big message that you had right really. and I and I've obviously last year and everything under my belt I don't really like to like talk about the past. Oh, I I did this, I did that. I was part of these successful teams. I think we know what Superior used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, when I was here prior to that as well, just kind of the powerhouse this conference um, was. Like you said, yes, reminded of okay, I've done that personally. I've been a part of those teams. Um, 
won three regular season conference so it's like I understand just the hard work the determination on the court to get that done so that's just kind of what I remind the girls of um, not saying well like I was saying well I did this I did this it was more like well this is how I achieved it this is how we achieved mm -hmm. it as a team um, getting it done on the court putting the time in outside of practice just um, asking questions like I said just striving to be better every single day and giving it your all every single day so that's what I like to try to remind the girls of, hey, we can get this done as a team. Um, I, my teams that I played with, we were very close. I had so much fun here in my four years, so just try and tell them that as well. If you're best friends, if you're friends off the court, it's going to help carry onto the court. Mm -hmm. So just trying to um, relive, not relive that, but give them that firsthand. Yep. I, I know we're both excited. Yep. Because we've seen the progress already and yep. you know excited yep. for you Mac play and to see mm -hmm. where all this goes so yeah absolutely final thoughts yeah just uh, you know another year is on us and uh, it's, it's crazy that we're in the conference season but I'm looking yeah. forward to seeing what this team can do in the conference for sure oh, yeah. one more question for you <laughs> what's more pressure free throws with a second left to win a game okay. or me standing next to you going what song are you going to play yeah, next probably <laughs> <out. Yeah. laughs> inside story there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's inside one of my story. student workers so <laughs> yeah. Definitely the song. The song. I don't okay. Know, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Erica works for uh, for those of you who don't know, she works in the sports information department, and uh, she's one of our guests, which we call DJ. DJ. <laughs> Social media. Social media. Yeah, slash music. And you know. Yeah. We we. So we, Army knife. Whatever I need her to do. Yeah. Well, we yeah. like during the soccer season, we 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 chatted quite a bit up there, mm -hmm. up in the press box, <laughs> and Erica was usually in charge of the tunes. So. Yeah, she was she was mixing tunes up there during the game. So. <laughs> I remixes. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So I just wanted to check and see what you were going to say. That'll do it for this week's episode of Eye of the Swarm. We want to thank Rick Carp, <laughs> Erica Matson, Coach Carpenter yeah. for stopping by. For them, for the Big Sound, Matt Johnson, I am John Garver, and thank you for watching Eye of the Swarm. <laughs>